Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sound Judgment. My name is Harris Anderson. With me is my good friend, co-host, colleague, partner, Mr. Sam Tawney. Hello, how are you? Yes. Uh, Hi, Harris. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, uh, if you're if you're just joining us, this is this podcast was the idea of Sam Tawning. Um, Sam and I are, we're we're comics. We've been friends for a long time. We're both music fr- uh, music fans. Yes, yes. And Sa- Sam, why don't you just run us through the idea of the podcast? Well, Sound Judgment is an idea that born out of many years of enjoying f- furious debates with Harris, where we would argue about everything, minutia such as climate policy, all the way to hard hitting topics like the use of tight snare drums in eighties rock tunes, right? So out of this, the idea is, okay, we should probably join the podcasting game. You know, we're only 10 years behind. And uh, the idea was, as we're comedians, we want to, you know, do a uh, non-comedy podcast, really work on our strengths. And so we had the idea of, uh, you know, debating songs. Yes. Song is better than song. Be it resolved. Be it resolved. That this song is better than that song. With the rub. The rub is these are randomly assigned songs. These are random songs assigned to us, and we don't have to like these songs. You'll find out that we actively hate these songs a lot of the time. Yes. But we still have to argue their merits. Yes. Often we'll be playing devil's advocate and arguing for a, a clearly a, a song that is not as good as another song. But, well, that'll be up to you. It's actually not up to us, is it? No, I guess not, is it? No, it's up to the judge. Yes, the judge. So every episode we have a guest judge, and uh, I'm so thrilled that we have uh, this this gentleman as our, our guest uh, t- today. Uh, he is the uh, host of the very popular podcast, What's So Funny, entertainment journalist for the Georgia Strait, longtime radio host and uh, jazz aficionado, Mr. Guy McPherson. Hi, Guy. All rise. All rise. <laughs> Sam's wearing his wig. This is good. I am, yeah. I look like I'm going to court. Finally, I'm on the right side, though. Jazz aficionado. Are you a jazz? You are, is that correct? Well, uh, define aficionado. You're you're well-versed in jazz? I would say, you but jazz you know, background? Sam likes jazz, and he just asked me before we went on the air yeah. uh, if I liked a certain musician. I Terrence like, Blanchard. I, I mean, I, I don't really listen to him. I, I, I would yeah. There's so, there's so much. Yeah. But yes, I'm a jazz aficionado. I wouldn't say that not hear, not having heard of someone that Sam recommends is necessarily a sign that there's a blank in your. Oh no, I've heard of him. Oh, okay, you've heard of yeah. him. Okay. Yeah, there's very few jazz musicians you haven't heard of. That's right, guy, true. In your That's 85 true. years on this mm-hmm. earth. Hmm. And I knew that ACDC was an Australian band. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not limited. I'm not <laughs> limited to jazz, so I don't know how you randomize these songs. Can you name five ACDC songs? Um, no. Okay, okay, very good. I can't either. Harris, I'm trying to oh. think of one, but I would know it when I hear it. Back in Black. Back in Black. Hell's oh, Bell. I see Back in Black. I was thinking that was that uh, British woman who died, singer. Oh, that was Back to Black. Okay. Yeah. Adele. No, Amy she didn't Winehouse. die. No, Adele's still oh, with Amy us. Winehouse. Adele is still yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're doing a music podcast. <laughs> we're all yeah. pretty dumb. R.I.P. R- R- Adele. But yeah. can I just ask a question before we go? <laughs> of is, course. How do you choose the songs? You say they're random. Well, I chose like uh, I chose I chose forty five songs that I kind of thought. Let's. Tr- I tried to err on the side of choosing songs that were either like hits or culturally significant, or and I tried to cover as many. Okay. Genres as yeah. I could. Try to keep it diverse, and then Sam chose 
another 45 songs. So we had a list of And we're going to listen to all 45 today. That's right. Yes, we are. We're going through this. This is going to be order. a 42-hour <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, and this I chose 45 songs. The same principle, you know, significant hits over the decades. So not completely random. Uh, to, I our, thought, no, they, our initial list wasn't randomly selected. I see. But these aren't our favorite songs. Okay. And then yes. from these, two songs are paired up randomly. Gotcha. And so we're going to listen to the two songs right now. You won't listen to them, though, listener, because that's illegal. Uh, but the song matchup today is I Will Be Taking the Case for uh, The Tubes, Talk to You Later. Hmm. Versus? Versus uh, In the Mood by Glenn Miller. Well, I know who's won already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to them. All right, talk to you later. 1981 by a band called The Tubes, American. It's a fantastic tune, hit number six on the charts. It's a great song. So let's listen to it. What about yours? Well, mine is uh, In the Mood by Glenn Miller, released in September 1939. Talk to the charts in 1940. It's an arrangement of the composition Tar Paper Stomp by Wingy Malone. I'm going to say this right. Wingy Manone. Yeah. You're a big Wingy Wingy Manone. Wingy Manone. You know Wingy Manone. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Trumpet player. <laughs> was he a trumpet player? Yeah. I believe. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's hard to find information. I believe. About him. Someone's going to Google No, he him. was a trumpet player. Yeah. Wingy Manone. Okay. Trust me. His uh, best selling swing instrumental in history. Uh, Glenn Miller presumably died on December 15th, 1944. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, he I think he's living in South America. Yeah. When the single engine airplane he was in disappeared over the English Channel. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the recording has been inducted into the Grammy <laughs> Hall of Fame. In 1983, in yeah. the Library of Congress, National Recording Registry, in 2004. Where did uh, it end up on the charts? I don't know. Actually, chart information from that time is actually kind of unreliable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 1999, NPR included the recording as one of the 100 most uh, important American musical works of the 20th century. And uh, none of this has happened uh, to anything by the tubes. Well, I didn't know you were yet. arguing yeah. this, yeah. Uh, the merits for your song over the tubes yet, but... Well, I, 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 I don't know. I thought you were going to come out swinging, so I kind of... No, I just wanted to describe the song. It's a okay. rock tune from 1981 off of an album called The Completion Backward Principle uh, by the tubes. It's great. Produced by David Foster. Okay. Yeah. David Foster, very famous. Victoria very, Boy. Victoria Boy, yes, that's yes, right. Yes, yeah. uh, Well, let's listen to In the Mood All right. by Glenn Miller. That's it. In yeah, the all Mood. All right. Yeah, well, that's I'm in the it. mood. Uh, in I... the mood, guy. You are uh, a dedicated judge. You were taking notes during both of those uh, compositions. Yes, counselors, I was. So, as the judge, you have a little responsibility. Uh huh. As the moderator, you make sure we stick to time. Okay. And we don't go, you know, crazy or anything, and uh, you know, we oh, stick it's to timed? the rules. It is. Yeah, totally. I'm on low battery. Up to five minutes for the first round of us to make our claim. First, Spend. I've heard of this, but that's fine. Wait, you sent me the times. Yeah, I meant roughly. I didn't mean like it was actually going to be timed. Do you want to go first or counselors? Yeah. Approach the bench. <laughs> well, I'm happy to go first, actually. I'll be All right. Yeah. Okay, Sam. Here go we go. It. I'm going to take. So, my song, as we know earlier, is uh, Talk to You Later by The Tubes, 1981. Great song, co written by The Tubes with the leader, Fee Waybill. He's a very mm. important musician of that era, late 70s into the 80s. Fantastic. Uh, much better than Glenn Miller. As well as uh, Canada's own David Foster, Victoria's own David Foster, and Toto's Steve Lukather. Mm. Now, I love Steve Lukather, but that's for another podcast. Uh, let's just get to the facts. Record sales of the people involved in this recording, that's, uh, you know, Toto, David Foster, The Tubes. There's no comparison. This kicks in the mood's ass. Anyone 
Glenn Miller related, doesn't compare. Uh, it's an up-tempo song, has a great guitar solo all throughout. I mean, good luck finding any comparison with that. And has uh, a spooky little bridge, you know? We're at the beginning of November recording this spooky right now. Spooky little bridge. Please don't interrupt me. It's clear that this was recorded <laughs> with the top quality equipment of the day. Now, enough about the song. Let's actually get to the real meat of the argument here. This song is a perfectly logical song sexually, okay? This is what matters. The band name is The Tubes. Definitely speaks to my appreciation for sexual innuendo, you know? It's very relatable. The Completion Backward Principle, that's the name of the album. And again, my appreciation for sexual innuendo. I mean, contrast that with the Completion Forward Principle, you know, which is where I put my partner first. doesn't happen that often, right? So when it's the Completion Backward Principle, you do what you're supposed to. She's out of there, right? She's not happy. Talk to you later. It all makes sense. It's a relatable subject, the song we're actually talking about. You know, it's a musician talking about being a musician, a man talking about being a man, dating a girl who's a little bit reluctant, but she stuck around, gave it a go, didn't work out. That's okay. It's a reflection on life, you know, and the fickle nature of love. Important lyrics. Timeless lyrics. A much superior song to In the Mood, which we'll actually compare to right now. In the Mood makes no sense sexually. You know, the only mood this song puts anyone in is to playfully dance out of any situation involving sex. This is not a sexy song at all. It makes me want to imagine my grandparents naked. Which is not a good thing, because they've been dead for years. Uh, You know, multiple false endings, which I concede is something that I've been involved in sexually a few times. It's the kind of song that pairs perfectly with throwing your spouse down the stairs, Harris. Now, I'm not even going to comment on the musicality beyond saying that it's basic... It's mono. It's jazz for dumb people. The weird thing is, this is a song that even scat would make sound better, you know? And by scat, I mean literal shit. It's written by three guys. We've touched them on touched on them already. We got Wingy, Manone, Andy Razaf, and Joe Garland. Uh, three minorities, okay? This is important. Andy and Joe were African-Americans, and Wingy only had one arm after losing the other in a freak streetcar accident as a youth. Hence, Wingy. It's true. <laughs> I had fun learning that fact. Uh, But normally, these would work in the song's favor, you know, as far as being minority represented and, you know, stuff like that in our day and age in 2019, but not anymore, you know? Here's why. Let's go through the Glenn Miller Orchestra Band at the time. We have musicians such as Chummy McGregor on piano, Tex Beneke on sax and vocals, Wilbur Schwartz on clarinet, Paul Tanner on trombone, and of course, Glenn Miller also on trombone. I think the only whiter name than any of those is Harris Anderson. Am I saying that Glenn Miller is a virulent racist for not having any minorities in his band? Yes, I am. And in our current climate of not separating art from artist, he just doesn't stand up against the unimpeachable character of three rock and roll stars. Nay, upstanding role models to our society that are Fee Waybill, David Foster, and Steve Lukather. Therefore, The Tubes, Talk to You Later, is a better song than In the Mood by Glenn Miller, The Dirty Racist. Is that it? Uh, Thank you, Mr. Tonning. Thank you. You came in under time. I did, four minutes. Exactly. I just want to say that we sh- we could have called this podcast Six Degrees of Toto because <laughs> Steve Lukather's influence is going to be... I was wondering, Sam would not shut up about this stupid song. He's like, oh, we could do this podcast. We could do song versus song. We could do like uh, Sugar Sugar by the Archies versus Talk to You Later by the Tubes. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, we could do like... Uh, California Dreamin' by the Mamas and the Papas versus, and then he'd be like, talk to you later by the tubes. 
So he was pushing, and then I, I was like, why is he pushing for this stupid song? And then I saw, oh, Steve Lukather played a guitar solo on it. That's why. You psychopath. <laughs> All right, guy. Picture yourself, if you will, in an American dance hall, September 1939. It's a Saturday night. You're trying hard to look like Gary Cooper, three-piece suit, your patent leather shoes buffed to a brilliant shine. The air is thick with cigarette smoke and the perfume of nascent romance. You see the girl who moved in down the block. She's wearing a violet dress. Her cheeks are rouged. Her hair is a cascade of curls. She looks like she ought to be in pictures. You want to go and talk to her, but you can't quite summon the courage. You need music to bolster your coward's heart. Nothing personal. I'm sure you're not a coward. (laughs) Something to get you in the mood. Suddenly you hear that saxophone. It stirs your blood. The rest of the horns join in. Your toes are tapping. Your body begins to gently sway. This is the sound of good times and youthful abandon. You walk over to the neighbor girl and you ask her to dance to this wild rumpus. And she agrees. You're both in the mood and life is sweet. And at the end of the dance, she whispers in your ear that she has had her eye on you for some time. And you know you have found love. Not a passing fancy or a trick of the mind, but real, enduring love. And eventually you get married and disappoint each other until you die. In the Mood is part of the rich fabric of American music. It is the sound that defined generations, served as the soundtrack for young young soldiers yearning for home, and was probably what your grandparents and great-grandparents rocked out to. And although it bears no resemblance to the bloated, digitized, cacophonous rock sound of today, it is rock and roll. It is push and pull, call and answer, and give and take. A perfectly balanced musical performance immortalized on vinyl. This is music from a time where you didn't need to shatter eardrums to get people moving. Where you didn't have to bite the head off a chicken to make a crowd scream. This is musicians at the top of their craft creating a hypnotic swing out of a simple arpeggio. Are you shaking your head? Yes. Repeated over and over again, at first coyly, (laughs) then insistingly, then slyly, then triumphantly. In all seriousness, the phrasing of this song, and you'll appreciate this guy, you're a jazz head. The phrasing of this song is a masterclass in dynamics, which is probably where Glenn Miller's greatest talent lay. I would refer listeners to Little Brown Jug, which is my (laughs) personal favorite Glenn Miller recording, for a similar example of his grasp in leading a tune through peaks and valleys. In closing, it's a better song than Talk to You Later by the Tubes. That's, that's what an ending. Very that's good. Great. Well, yeah, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell or not. I, yeah, no, I couldn't at all. And I, there are good arguments made for both songs. I, I would like to say that what I'm listening for is why you love a song, not why the other song sucks. Okay. So there who's going to ask the questions first? You get to decide and then present that, please. Uh, I would like... Uh, you, Mr. Tawning, thank you to to start your cross examination. Harris, yes, Sam. What does it feel like to defend a song which was in the minds of so many people going to war and making them actually kill themselves so they didn't have to come back and listen to the shitty music? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. The premise is yeah. People hate this music. Oh, I and thought you were saying like, Glenn Miller like fueled their blood rage and wanted them. Like they were yeah, like yeah. stabbing, so they, they were bayoneting Germans. No, no, were, no, 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 no. They ran into the firing line so they could be killed so they didn't have to listen to any more of the shit music. I don't think that was the primary reason that they... Yeah, I disagree with that, uh, with your hypothesis. You don't, oh, no, I it's think not. It, I'm know, asking you what it's like to defend a man of no honor who would rather see dead soldiers about? than Glenn listen Miller to good died, music. 
uh, died in the service of his country, entertaining the troops. He, that's he, service he to your drowned. country now? What? Yeah, he was entertaining the troops. He was flying yeah. between gigs. 1944, the war was still raging on, mm. and he mm-hmm. drowned. You're mm-hmm. making fun of a drowning guy? Yes. I think he's a horrible man, a reprehensible human. I wish Steve Lukather was on the plane with him. Oh, Steve Lukather wasn't dead because he's still relevant. Okay. You said that the Wait. sax <laughs> off the top of this song stirs blood. Yeah. Where does the blood stir in you when you hear In the Mood? I don't know. I mean, guess like, you know, probably my heart. My heart's the the heart's the muscle that pumps blood around my body. I mean, like you. Wow, you, that's really literal. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, like I don't think of everything like you do. Like everything is, everything obviously is sexual to you. You're like in the mood doesn't get me in the mood. What does it get I you wish, in the mood? Ah, Toto. You're just like <laughs> prancing around your apartment in a silk robe. You say that his, your favorite song of Glenn Miller is Little Brown Jug. Yeah, I like Little Brown Jug. Any relationship to the racism of Glenn Miller and his orchestra? I'm not going to comment on that. I don't think that's relevant. I think you're the one bringing race into this. Well, you I, have to defend it. Well, what am I defending, though? Do you think Do Glenn think Miller is right for being a racist? How do you, you, don't, you don't have any proof he was a racist. You're saying that Little Brown Jug... Are you serious? Jug- one, someone is judged on their actions, and his action was having no people of color in his band. I don't know if there's any better argument to say that someone okay, is a but, racist than not even employing anyone who okay, isn't well, white. If that's true, then Huey Lewis and the News are the Ku Klux Klan. Don't denigrate Huey Lewis in this argument. It's irrelevant. You're bringing in outside evidence. I'm speaking on the facts. Little brown jug. Think Sam, about what I you might. To... Okay. Are you, is that... I'm not done yet. Oh, all right. No, the sound of good times and youthful abandon. Oh, you actually t- you took notes while oh I should have taken notes while you were talking. Sorry, go ahead. It's cross-examination. Yes, you should have. Yeah, well, yeah. you learn every day. The sound of good times and youthful abandon, Harris. Yes. You hear this, you know, when I was a youth, I definitely didn't listen to In the Mood when I related to youthful abandon. Did you? Uh, No. I'm making a case for it. Yeah. You don't believe. It's clear. You don't believe in your case. I'm and, speaking uh, on behalf of the millions and millions of people who have enjoyed this song uh, and the people who believe it was important enough to put it in the Library of Congress as a historically important recording. You're a musician? Have you ever played this song? Uh, no. Have you ever played Talk to You Later by The Tubes? No, I wasn't aware of this song until you were suggested it nine times before this podcast. Yeah, I don't think you're musically talented enough to play The Tubes song, but I think you could easily do In the Mood. The simplistic tune. Well, I'd have for to idiots. learn a wind instrument, so I'd have to learn an instrument to play that. Are you so good with I your think voice? that's going to be more of an obstacle than me learning a guitar solo from "Talk to You Later" by the Tubes. Cross examination done. Thank you, thank you. Oh, listen to me. Uh, good job. Look, Harris Anderson is uh, flustered by that cross examination. It looks like it's more just dealing with him as a personality. <laughs> Yeah. Like it actually is like and there's only 44 more songs I know. to go. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. well you have your chance now, Mr. Anderson. Cross examine. Well, I'm taking notes, but I remember. Um, you don't need notes. I guess I don't. No, yeah, you're good. You're, 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 yeah. Um, Sam, we're in the Me Too era. Yes. I noticed there's one lyric that jumped out at me. It's been six months. Yeah. She hasn't shut up once. Yes. Wow. I think that statement is actually independent of gender and sex. That's the same thing that any relationship... Wait, wait. 
she hasn't shut up once that's independent yeah. of gender. I think any that could be said about anyone in any relationship. I'm in a homosexual relationship with another man. He hasn't shut up once in six months. I think that's something that can happen to anybody. In a relationship that is failing, six months, shut up. It's not happening. <laughs> Just because he is dating a woman has nothing to do with the fact that it's a woman. How much of this... You obviously love this song because you kept suggesting it over and over and over again. Take out Steve Lukather. Yes. Do you still like the song? Absolutely. I think any number of guitar players in Los Angeles could have fit the bill here. You could have Mike Landau, amazing player, played with Boss Gags. You could have Jay Graydon. So, uh, you're, you're accusing me of not being contemporary and you're naming people who their heyday was like when Capri Pants were in. Are you serious? Have you listened to the Mike Landau group's most recent album that came out this year? Oh. Of course not, because you're a musical Luddite. I think Steve Lukather plays an important role in this song, but without him, even without the guitar solo, if you were to replace that with a uh, wingy Manone trumpet solo, I still think you'd have a great song. I mean, how do you combat? How do you combat like lunacy? Mm-hmm. I mean, so okay. <sighs> I, I just <laughs> your honor. Yeah. <laughs> Does any of what Sam says? Makes sense to you. I mean, well, it, it, I will. Do you believe Glenn Miller was a racist? I will give my judgment at the end. Yes, okay. thank you. All I'm going to say is that. So your main, it seems that your main criticism of In the Mood is that it's not, it's not a sexy song, and you judge songs on if they move, if they turn you on. Well, let so me clarify. If this didn't, it didn't come through. There are actually two parts that I, or two reasons I'm uh, against In the Mood, and I'm arguing on on two points. Point number one is that it's the opposite of a sexy song. It's stupid. It's for idiots. Well, there's lots of songs that are the opposite of a sexy song. Yeah, Edelweiss is the opposite of a sexy song. When but... the song's name is <laughs> Edelweiss, doesn't translate to In the Mood for God's sake. No, but it's a song. It's still a pretty song. Okay, well. Well, that's the one angle I'm taking, and the other is the fact that Glenn Miller is a horrible person. He's a racist, and okay, it's clear no through base, his actions. You have no basis for that. I have no basis. He was a I'd, war I'd hero. He died in obtaining the truth. Oh, that's yeah. all I have to You know say, who Your else Honor. was a war hero? Hitler. Order. Order. <laughs> that is out of order. I'm sorry. Mr. Tonning, that is out of order. Okay, I have some questions for uh, both of you. Ah, where do I begin? I, I uh, First of all, I'd like to know how many people of color are in the tubes? None. Okay. Wow. Good to know. Uh, let me just mark that down. Zero. <laughs> Zero people of color in the tubes. I have another question for Mr. Tawning. Yes. Fee Waybill, what uh, famous comedy show did he appear in in the 1980s? Oh, my goodness. I want to say... Um Oh, uh, it was a Dangerfield Young Comedian special. Doing what? Oh, you're part of the sketches. Oh, not that I'm aware of. Oh, then no, I don't know. No, he was in... Do you know Mr. Anderson? Fee, Fee? Fee Weibel. I don't know. I believe he was in an episode or two of SCTV. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah. Great show. Also, the best sketch in that was when they were making fun of Michael McDonald, but that's mm-hmm. for another podcast. Uh, I... Uh, yeah, it is... Uh, Funny that you half of your argument is painting Glenn Miller as a racist yeah. when there are no people of color in the tubes and David Foster, mm-hmm. Fee Waybill. Yeah. Could it not be argued then that they were racist? Uh, it could be argued, but it wasn't. Okay. 
Yeah. It wasn't argued. You're correct. Yeah. It wasn't argued. And another thing, you said any guitar player would make that song great. Because the song is great. But the guitar solo is part of that. If yes. any guitar player could make that song equally as great, okay. it would seem to me that it's not such a great song. Anyone could do it. But if you, but could, if you replace hmm. the Harry James trumpet solo in In the Mood, yeah. I believe it would suffer. Well, I think if he had got maybe uh, Louis Armstrong to do a guest guitar solo, or not guitar solo, trumpet solo, <laughs> it would have been a much better solo. Fair enough. That's a good point. But the thing is, the tubes had the uh, rock guitar Louis Armstrong equivalent already playing on that song. In, in Steve, Lukather. Steve Lukather. Yeah. Okay. A uh, name that I'm only familiar with from you talking about him all the time. <laughs> and... Like Harris, I had never heard of this song until today. Uh, okay. And, you know, the 80s, that's my, my heyday. Now, Mr. Anderson, you said that, uh, that this is In the Mood is a song that your grandparents rocked out to and your parents if you're old enough. Probably not my parents, but my grandparents for sure. Yeah. And great-grandparents. Maybe. So do you believe that a song has of a certain era really is only speaking to those people of that era? Uh, I think it depends. I think that, um, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, if you play In the Mood today at a club, it's not going to make the kids go crazy. Right. But yeah. there is. And if you were to play uh, the tube song, what is it called? <laughs> If you were to Talk play to that you later. in the clubs today, that would be fine? I'd probably say, oh, my dad's here. That's his ringtone. Yeah, yeah, better uh, than rushing blood out the door when In the Mood comes on. Uh, this is my time. Sorry. I don't know. I, I think that you know certain, certain compositions, they do take on a patina of history. They become more than music. They become part of culture. It's not something people may not listen to and get, get the same excitement they get from In the Mood, but... I think the effect that it had on people uh, um, makes it endure. Mm-hmm. There's a certain timeless quality. Timeless, exactly. To it, and would you say that applies also to what is the name of that song? <laughs> Talk to you later. Is that what it's called? Is that I think what he there said? was a time where <laughs> I think there was a time where people thought this is great, exciting music, and then the week ended, and they were like, "Okay, let's get on with our lives." <laughs> oh. Yes, they're both certainly songs of their era. Yes. And the the question is, which is a greater song? Which yeah. one will last throughout history? So, okay, and, and last question, okay. Mr. Tawning. Yeah. You said that uh, In the Mood isn't a sexual song, yet yeah. at the, uh, you also said that because of its many false endings that it did relate to sex yeah, uh, from this. you. Well, you know. What did you mean, Sam? Means like come too quick. Whoa, <laughs> you know. So you know that's not a false ending, Sam. That is an ending. Thank you very much. Uh, she never comes at all, <laughs> but she says she does, so she can get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you, okay, guy. What do you want from me? Another example of an inconsistent argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, found out. Okay, good. Uh, those are all my questions. Okay, thanks, Harris. Good battle. Handshake. Do we do? Do we want to bother with closing comment, or have we done enough? Of that? I think uh, it's just a quick. Oh, yeah, there's closing yeah. comments. Yeah. So, each. Guy. yeah. So we'll start with Harris. I'm going to keep this brief. When Glenn Miller was in that plane, 
hurtling towards the icy water of the English Channel. He died knowing that his place in history was secure. Or screaming in terror, we don't know. But I ask you now, Guy, to be the guardian of his legacy and choose this song over Talk to You Later by the Tubes. Thank you. And Sam. When Glenn Miller was in the plane flying towards the icy cold waters of the English Channel, what was going through his mind wasn't his legacy, wasn't the song uh, in the mood, wasn't any of his musical works in the past. No, it was questioning where in the future will he place amongst the great songs of the 20th century. And I think he died unhappy because he knew that 42 years later would come a great set of musicians at the top of their game, coming out with a song that truly talked about love and the fickleness of love and long relationships and short relationships. And he died crying, realizing that the Tubes would come out with a better song than what he had. Uh, That's not really an argument at all. I just wanted to mirror how you started say that a man died crying well he did die crying obviously the guy's a piece of shit he's a racist so i don't care okay. right I, yeah. but that same charge can't good. be leveled against steve luther david foster I think that's who produced arguments. many many pop hits for earth wind and fire so he worked with people of color unlike glenn miller whose blanket refusal to work with anyone who wasn't white or jewish came through whoa we don't okay we don't what we don't know that he worked with jewish people why are you holding back on this so, to close, The Tubes' Talk to You Later is a better song because it breaks down barriers of social justice, whereas Glenn Miller's In the Mood set rigid sexual standards for youth, actively caused soldiers to die, and had no involvement from minorities. Are you done? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a difficult judgment for me <laughs> because, on the one hand, there's a song... And a group that I've... Well, I've heard of the two. Yeah, sure. But I don't know that song. On the other hand, it was a song that I've known and loved that I rocked out to as a teenager. Wow, that's saying a lot about Uh, you. No, it was well after the fact. (laughs) But I did like it. Uh, But I'm here to base my judgment on your arguments. If you want, yeah. Now, Harris Anderson used a lot of flowery language, good vocabulary. He obviously had the thesaurus open while he was writing... (laughs) And uh, <laughs> but I, he had a great line, Six Degrees of Toto. I like that line. Uh, Sam, I loved your line about scat. Yeah, that was good. And I appreciated your research and finding all about Wingy Minogue, which I didn't know. He was one handed, one arm, yeah. just like the drummer from that rock band. Yeah, Def Leppard. Thank you. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, I, I listened to the lyrics. Well, there are no lyrics to In the Mood in this recording that we heard, but there are lyrics there are to lyrics. In the Mood. They're yeah. written by Andy Razaf. Some more research. Good job, Harris. You should have, really. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll see you around. Mm-hmm. She won't ever miss me mm-hmm. when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just repeat that for four and a half minutes, those two lines, yeah. and pretty much that's the song. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a, uh, a movie from the 80s. You know, I've heard in the mood in several movies over the years yeah. from different eras. Um, but I've never heard that song. Yeah. But it could have been in one of those terrible 80s movies. Um, yeah, so these are both songs of the era. I will have to give the uh, first judgment under my judgeship yes. to In the Mood. Ah, ah. 
clearly a better song. And Harris Anderson actually spoke to its greatness. And he, he slighted the Tube song. I still don't know the name of it. Uh, a little <laughs> bit. But he didn't de- besmirch the character and the reputation of the members of the Tubes, unlike Mr. Tawning, well, I only who, who libeled and slandered can't do that to a dead person. Glenn Miller if he were alive. And he might be, because we don't know. They never found the plane. We don't know. He might be a strong swimmer. <laughs> it's possible. What? <laughs> it's possible. Anyway, I mean, I did enjoy the Tubes song. It's a great rock and roller. Uh, well, let's not stretch things. I enjoyed it, <laughs> but in the mood, I'm going to be singing that all day. Okay, God, you're a wise enough. man and a fair man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you to my uh, opponent, yes, Sam Tawny. Thank you, Harris. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Harris. We'll see you uh, soon. Yes, I guess so. Thank you once again to Guy McPherson for joining us. This has been Sound Judgment. Uh, Thank you all for listening. My name is Harris Anderson. I'm Sam Tonning, and we're sounding off. Sounding off.